0: doing good the act is like a seed and every time we do good we plant in people's lives we should do good because even our father in heaven does good to us and this is what um, Paul is talking to, to the believers you know he's telling them that they were called to be free when they gave their life to Christ and he urges them not to indulge themselves in the desires of their flesh but rather to serve through love. Welcome to the edification podcast. Ayo, ayo. Let's do this. Hi, hi, hi. Hello, fam. Welcome to the edification podcast where we share the word of God, where we delve a little bit deeper into the word of God and just Realize what he has to say for us, you know, and just like the word suggests. So, this is the meaning of edification, basically. Edification is, you know, the moral or intellectual instruction or improvement of someone. So, basically, what this podcast is about is about us learning what God has to say to us, what God is saying to us for the betterment of us, even as we go through this journey called what? Called life. And Oh my god this is the second episode I'm super excited to be presenting this content to you my name is Abel and I want to welcome welcome you to this content to this material and I pray that it not only edifies you but it strengthens you but it improves you that you know um, it makes you see God and his word differently if you haven't checked out the last one well you are missing out Uh a, the first episode was amazing. It was amazing. Like there's nothing short to it. Okay, probably I'm blowing my own horn, but it was good. So make sure you go check it out and it's going to bless you. Welcome to episode two. Super excited. And today we're going to talk about understanding doing good. Now, I don't know about you, but throughout my journey, throughout christianity you know throughout this whole journey of faith i have been instructed by god a couple of times to do good so it's not to do bad things just so you know so to do good yeah and one thing that Even throughout the journey, there are times I felt like, "Why is it that God is telling me to do something?" And He can clearly see that I'm the one who is in need of help. I'm the one who is in need of the resources that He's actually asking me to give away. You know, and 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 even as I read His Word, you know, um, throughout this week, it was so interesting when I landed on this portion of Scripture. You know, it actually encouraged me to keep doing it to to not focus on myself but rather to be selfless rather to be obedient to what god is saying because god has an end in mind and this is what the word of god says so the anchor scripture for this episode uh comes from the book of galatians chapter 6 verse 9 and this is what it says let us not be calm wary of doing good for at the appropriate time or rather for at the proper time we will reap our harvest if we do not give up now well this, to me, was sort of a bitter sweet pill to swallow, yeah, because you know it 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 encourages you, but then also it gives you sort of like a condition, yeah, to it, and and to me it encouraged me all the same because so many times I felt like you know what by the God I'm not gonna do that, simply because I'm the one who need help more than this person you're actually sending me to do whatever you ask me to do for, I'm the one who needs help than, you know, my neighbor. And it humbles me to say that even in such situation, God is so gracious, you know, he's so gracious enough to even give us such a word. And and today we just want to break down what it means. Uh, What is the understanding of doing good? Yeah, the topic is understanding doing good and why God um, emphasizes it. You know, we do good. So what we're going to do is that we're going to look at the context so that you see the value that is derived from it. So we're going to go back, way back. We are going to go back. Um, we're going to go back to chapter 5. And here Paul is talking to the new believers. Yeah, Now that they are new believers, and this is not just for new believers. This is for everyone. Yeah, and And, and Paul is telling them that they are now new creatures. Yeah? They are now new in Christ. They are now new, uh, meaning that the old is gone. You know, the things that they, they, they did, they're not supposed to do them anymore. You know, the way they lived their life, they're not supposed to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. And how they are new is through um, Jesus Christ. And as believers, I think it's very important to see what chapter 5 does. Chapter 5 highlights who we are now, that we are in Christ It highlights what we shouldn't do and what we should do, yeah? Chapter 5 also encourages us, you know, that we are not condemned of the kind of life we lived before we knew Christ, yeah? But rather, right now, we are new creatures. We are new creatures. So so even the dynamics, you know, of our lives have to change. And this is what... um, Paul is talking to, to the believers, you know. He's, he's telling them that they were called to be free when they gave their life to Christ. And he urges them not to indulge themselves in the desires of their flesh, but rather to serve through love. And how do you serve through love? Yeah? He says, you do this through walking in the spirit. And there's something so profound he says. Yeah? And he says, since now you are a new creature, yeah, you need to understand that that walking in the spirit will not gratify the things of the flesh, for the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit. That is what Paul says. Yeah, and vice versa. And he goes on now to point out uh, what walking in flesh means. Walking in flesh, oh man, like this. This was like it's out there but this is what paul says walking in the flesh is walking in the flesh is you know sexual immorality debauchery impurity living in pure you idolatry and witchcraft um he talks about hatred uh, selfishness he talks about envy like he talks about all these things that um accompany you not walking in the spirit you not being a new creature and we see that The wages of these things are death. That's what the word of God says. Walking in the flesh, the wages of sin, that is what is called sin. The wages of sin is death. But now the gift of God, you know, the gift that we received is salvation. The gift that we received that now makes us new creatures has different results so meaning now walking in the spirit walking in salvation walking in the light of god walking you know as as people who have been set apart means walking in love you know um, being able to express the fruits of that spirit of god that is in us you know uh, which which brings about love you know peace joy kindness patience forbearance gentleness self-control yeah and 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 that's what paul is talking about in chapter five and And he says that those who live, those who, and he says clearly that those who live and express the fruits of the spirit have crucified the flesh. So basically chapter 5 talks to, is is about Paul talking to the believer and telling them that, you know, this is not what you should do. This is what you should do, you know, and and now explains to them what walking in the spirit means versus walking in the flesh. So now, even as we get now into chapter 6, yeah. We see this chapter now talks of the one who lives in the spirit, yeah? The one who lives in the spirit, Um, telling them how to be, not just with them, because chapter 5 was more or less talking about the person, the individual. Now, chapter 6, I believe, talks about how this particular individual should be with now everyone else uh, so chapter 6 talks of the one who lives in the spirit telling them how to be with everyone else you know that they should not judge people in sin but rather assist them to get out of sin but also um being careful not to fall in you know into seeing themselves because there are situations where you know we we kind of feel like oh, we can help this person out only if we can you know sort of get to to where they are and it's at times dangerous. And and here in chapter 6, Paul says to be very careful and cautious of that fact and that they shouldn't operate in pride, that though they operate in the spirit, they shouldn't look down on everyone else, but should judge themselves first Yeah, and not compare themselves to anyone, meaning just because you are it doesn't make you any better than everyone else. God doesn't see you of more value than everyone else. And that's why in Galatians, you are urged, you know, believers are urged to be more of servants, to understand that we are servants and that, you know, we shouldn't operate in pride. We shouldn't operate in pride. And, and and another thing that um, well, actually um, was very evident when I was reading chapter six was that God cannot be mocked. Let me tell you, God cannot be mocked. Yeah, there are so many principles that are laid out. There's so many principles, even in the word, you know, even in the word of God, there are so many principles that are laid out. And I'm gonna just mention a few of them. And whoever operates in that principle, you know, um, there's bound to be harvest. So, so I'm going to mention like maybe three or, or so. And, and principle number one, um, even as I was meditating, even as I was just um, just understanding more of doing good, understanding what God is saying, um, I, I, I was brought to the realization of the first principle, which is this principle of giving and receiving. Um, principle number two, there's a principle of sowing and reaping yeah sowing and reaping there's also the principle of work and harvest um there's also now you know doing good you know at the right time to tap on that anointing that time has allowed you to be in so so doing good is an instruction for us so if you sow, if you put in the work to sow if you put in the work to put seed into the ground then reaping is inevitable reaping is inevitable so how you get the harvest it's going to be determined on a few other factors, just like it is with farming. You know, the type of soil, the seed, the environment. So, so the harvest definitely you will have a harvest. So there's that principle. Yeah, you gotta put in the work for you to reap something. Yeah. So God is not an unjust God. You know, He's not an unjust God, and we see that in these particular scriptures. And it says, you know, I'll repeat the scripture, and it is, it says, "Let us not become weary of doing good." For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. So let us just look at that scripture in, in its immediate context. Yeah, We should do good because even our Father in heaven does good to us. In the Bible, it states that um, every good gift comes from him. He did us good by giving us his son, his only son, to come rescue us from the condemnation of death, you know, from the condemnation... That is the death that was brought about by our sinful nature, you know, through the fall of man. That we may harvest, you know, that we may be his harvest in due time. So he gave his son. He actually did good. He actually gave out his son that he might harvest us. You know, he calls us his bride. He calls us his bride. And there's something I heard. I don't know what you think. will think about it. But this is what someone said. We are his brides. We are not married yet. So... That begs the question, if we are not married yet, then we need to understand the severity of us living pure lives that we might not discredit ourselves, you know, from God getting this bride. Because it's very, very possible. So yeah, the, the immediate contest, number one is that, you know, that, that our Father in heaven has done us good by giving us his son so that we might be his harvest in due time. As a believer, we are called to... To believe on the Word of God wholly not partly you know in Genesis God made man in his likeness and if God's likeness is to do good then it means as new creatures that embody his image and his likeness it's it becomes our nature to do good just as our God the Father who we were made in his image did good it's also an opportunity for God to use us as vessels to touch other people's lives. God is a spirit and therefore needs vessels, you know, um, for us to actually be used. You know, God, God is sovereign. God is all powerful. He can do all things. But to other people, he needs us to be the vessel. He needs us to be the willing vessels that he will use to touch other people's lives. Finally, it creates for us an opportunity to be blessed in the future. When now, when we become a blessing, us doing good, the act is like a seed. And every time we do good, we plant in people's lives. And what happens is that we set ourselves up for a harvest in the law of future. The law of giving or doing good operates, if not the same way as sowing and reaping. So how then do we operate in this revelation? Number one, we understand that we are a new creature. That's point number one. Uh, We are not bound by the law that as new creatures we have to operate in our new nature that is um, operate in the law of love so we have to operate in our new nature point number two we need to understand that we are vessels we need to understand that we are vessel this means that we present ourselves like the bible says holy and acceptable before him and we must be willing to be used you know uh, by god because even us to experience his love and blessing someone else was willing to be used. So the same is required of us. Like for you to be able to hear the message of truth, for you to be able to hear what God says, for you to read that Bible, for you to listen to, to even content like this, to, for you to read a certain book, that means that there was an individual who, who was willing enough to be used as a vessel. So even us, we are required of the same. You know, we it is required of us. You know, to be willing that we get used we, so that we are also used to be able, you know, for God to be able to touch other people's lives. So understanding that we are vessel. Point number three, understand that doing good is an opportunity. Yeah, is an opportunity. What this means is that our willingness and act of doing good without being discouraged or failure creates an opportunity for a harvest so this is a unique opportunity so doing good is a unique opportunity for a harvest in the proper time just like doing good i have likened it to a seed it will grow and soon it will be harvest time so doing good creates an opportunity for you yeah for a harvest even in the future point number four understanding that doing good doesn't always yield the same time yeah It doesn't use the same time that it's put in the ground. Like even with an actual seed, you have to put it in the ground. It has to die. It has to shoot up. It has to be a seedling. It has to grow, you know, so that you might receive harvest. So the same thing is with doing good. Just because you've done good doesn't mean that you'll receive the same harvest today or the next minute or the next day or the next week it takes time and we must understand that doing good is the same as planting a seed in someone else's life planting a seed in the soil it takes time before the actual um, seed grows into a plant and now it's harvest time we must understand that different seeds have different times of growth development and harvest time the time it takes a passion fruit Seed is not the same time um, for a mango seed. It's not the same time for a macadamia seed. It's not the same time. Definitely, it's not even the same time it takes to harvest something like a bamboo. You know, which which. Oh my God, it takes so much time. You know, for it to be fully grown, mature, and ready for harvesting. So, us understanding that um, doing good actually takes time for you to yield. And 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 um, I'm just going to put something here that's not um, in the notes. That also, the thing that you've done good, the harvest might be of a different nature. That just because you've planted this kind of seed, it doesn't mean necessarily always that's the kind of harvest that you will get. There are times God is just telling you to do good to someone and in return... the the, the type of harvest you will get is uncommon. Yeah? So it's 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 nowhere arithmetic is nowhere it's 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 not put on a stone tablet. So we have to also understand that the type of harvest we get might not be what we necessarily um, expect. Of course even the word of God says that the expectations of the righteous shall not be cut off and if You have planted. If you have planted, and I believe truly, I heard of um, an evangelist say this, and I truly believe that each seed that you put in the ground has to have has to have a title to it, has to have a name to it, has to have a certain thing that's attached to it, so that even the harvest, when the harvest comes, it solves that problem, it solves that issue, you know. And but there are times, you know, that the harvest we get. Is uncommon, So we shouldn't just limit ourselves, you know, or rather we shouldn't just limit God to what we think is good for us. Because even in Jeremiah, he says that that he knew us. You know, the word of God says clearly that he knew us before we were even in our mother's wombs. He called us. He says we are a chosen generation. God is faithful and just to complete what he has said. And his, his, his will for us is pure. His will for us is perfect and pleasing. So even as we put in that seed in the ground, let us have an expectation that whatever God will give us is going to be good for us. And this is this is just my this is just something that I'd want you to at least have. So even in your prayer time, pray to God that he will give you a heart that operates in love. He'll give you, you know, number 2, he'll give you willingness. You know, he'll give you number 1 a heart, you know, to operate and that operates in love. Number two, he'll give you the willingness to be used as a vessel. Number number three, he'll give you the quickness to be able to seize the opportunity to do good and to sow that seed. Number four, he'll give you the patience, because as the last, um, the second last part of that scripture says, "For at the proper time you will reap a harvest." So may God give you patience, even as you wait for that seed. grow even as you wait for the time of harvest may you be granted you know patience for that proper and appropriate time so that's that's the word for today that's what um this podcast is has been about in this episode um just understanding to do good and and this this is just my question to you what does doing good mean to you let's discuss let's let's um let's talk about this Let, let me know what this scripture means to you? What does it speak to you? Send out your shout-outs. You know, share your comments, your suggestions. Tell me what you think of this. Um, if you have a problem, if you have an issue understanding this portion of scripture, just reach out to us. Reach out to me, reach out to us, and we will definitely work together. If you need more clarity, if, if, if there's clarity that we need, that you have, also share with us. And I'm sure God is going to bless us. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for locking in. And even as we end this episode, I want to say thank you for taking time to listen to this um, episode. And remember, share with your friends, share with your families, your colleagues. And until next time, God bless you. God keep you. Hey, and shalom. Peace be with you.